Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. How are we? <laughs> Very well, thank you. How are you guys? We're grash, grash. Right. And the reason I say we're grash mm-hmm. is because we've just come back from a few days in Noosa. Do you remember <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> that from Kath and Kim? Oh, my <laughs> God, I think I read the going to Noosa. Do they lots of white linen? And they say, oh, that hasn't happened since her hober in October. There <laughs> 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 oh, was a Kath and Kim special on last night and they did all these little, I don't know what it was about, probably I think they're doing something at the minute and they had all these cuts of look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. They're just like endless cuts of her saying, look at me, come in, come in, look at me, boy. <laughs> Funny show. And Tony's sitting there going, I don't find it funny. I'm like, oh, I do. Yeah. It's a bit of a tricky one because I think there was a time when, I think it was when we were overseas because my mum used to send them on like DVDs to me and I I thought they were pretty funny. But then I'd see bits and pieces and it would always be the same bit and there were a lot of edits done during COVID which I thought were brilliant. But then the other night, just per chance, I don't know, it must have been on after something else that I was watching, they had um, the episode where Kylie Minogue was Epony Ray. Epony it was Ray. actually really good and I'd forgotten all about that and I thought, oh, because I, I hadn't seen that bit in a long time. I thought, gosh, it was really clever. It was really a moment, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was. It I'm going to remind was. you, Swanee, when we yeah. were in England, I once said to you, do you like Kath and Kim? And you said, mm, no, it's a bit too close to home for me. I'm sure I did. That's really why I like it now. That's, I, thought- I don't disagree with that. That's factually, <laughs> that's so correct. I thought the castle was a bit like that. Like, there were bits of it that were hilarious and other bits I just sat there going, oh, too close. This is my childhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I would have to say that between Muriel's wedding and Pauper's Spit, not so much of the castle for me, but maybe more for a Victorian audience, I think, perhaps in some ways. That didn't affect me quite the same way. But that and then certainly there are moments of Kath and Kim where I think, oh, gosh. The serenity. (laughs) That reminds me of something and someone and, Yeah. The serenity of the castle always made oh, me laugh. Yeah, yeah. And when and when they're driving up to Eldon, yes. and it's dark, and then you hear this alarm, and it's like, oh, that right, that speed camera radar really paid for itself. <laughs> <laughs> the number of, number of times my dad got booked going up to Eldon because he was speeding. I just it was very close to home. Yes. Yeah. Well, what are we drinking? Ooh. Well, we've been drinking what seems like. Of what seems like I kind of use my words for probably, what seems like, but for what seems like uh, <laughs> yeah. days, and so mm. I did contemplate not drinking today, but then I thought it would be trial by water again, and I couldn't have mm. that. So uh, we're having a feather top fruilano, beautiful, which is what very is delicious. Uh, What's the what? name of the what? Not the brand, but what? What's yeah. a fruilano? Yeah, I've never heard that have you heard of a fiano? No, they're similar. It's kind of you know, it's very nice. It's Dry. It's, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, it's different. It's unusual. Nice. I like it's it. Different. I like it's unusual. It. It's not like tropicana. It. Yeah, I think actually. Let, let me see if that's exactly what it says on the back of the bottle. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. It's different. It's unusual. Oh my I lordy like lordy! Yes, indeed, and do da day, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, similar to you, I have had drinking for days, 
and thought mm, maybe I should just give it a miss. But same as you, try by wine, not try by Pepsi Max. So I'm drinking a <laughs> Heathkit Shiraz. Not that it couldn't be trial by Pepsi Max, the right price. That's true. Or no product endorsement here. No product endorsement here. Yeah, no. I uh, just thought I, I'll give. I'll pull it out for the team. So Hang there you on. Go. I just thought something. Swanee, were you actually saying that you would change what you drink to Pepsi Max for a price? Mm. No, no. To be honest, it's funny, it's funny that it came up. There's a restaurant here that I went to lunch the other day, and I said, "Oh, can I have a, a diet coke or a coke or something like that?" And they, and I forget every time, and they go, "Oh, Pepsi Max, okay." And I laugh, and I go, "No, it's not okay. I'm good. Don't worry about it." And I, I don't know why I think that. In the end, I went, "Oh, you know." What I don't would know be the why. price? Oh, I do it for free, honestly. It's not <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that. I don't. I don't like it, and I don't like how it like comes with pizzas and that when the kids buy it. It's in plastic. It comes back to my it glass cans, yeah, 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 thing. So yeah, so I've just got a lime mineral water. Sorry, guys, I know it's a disappointment. Oh, right. So who are we? I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky. And together we are trial, trial by, by wine. wine. <laughs> Wonderful mini cans. And Mini cats. So, Swanee, what have you got for us today? Okay. When I found this little story, uh, I was I was so delighted because I, I find it really interesting and I hope that I can do it justice. Is it a because... murder again? I feel yeah. like you used the word delighted or once an before and we abduction. felt like it wasn't delightful. Yeah. It, it, oh, God, on abduction, again. rape and murder. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, getting delighted. Just, I, I just, <laughs> this is so bad that there are aspects of it that I cannot believe are real life. That you're just, think, surely this was like a made for TV movie. It is. You love it's, these. It's you horrendous. You love the ones that say, well, I'm just going to remind you, the other day I'm driving along and I don't know what put it back in my mind. Yes. But that case where that poor girl was stabbed so many times in the chest that her heart was sitting on, a, on her oh. chest cavity. Now, I, I don't know how you can get worse than that. So let's buckle up and find out. Well, I don't take any pleasure in the in the actual the criminal part. Not murder, at all. But yeah, it's no, no. a really interesting story. And the hard part for me is in how I'm going to reveal it. Because for me, the way I came across it was I, I sort of started at the end and then worked back. But I don't think I can do that. I think I need to sort of start at the beginning. But because of that, it was lots of kind of, oh, my God, this is going to be great. I think it's a great story. So I hope reveal, I do it justice doing it, for, it, doing it in real all, order. Doll. Yeah. Yeah. Get okay. So my sources are, um, <laughs> this will come as a massive shock, Wikipedia, <laughs> ABC News in the US, very randomly, goodhousekeeping.com, mm. allthat'sinteresting.com, yes, uh, and pay. without giving too much away, buzzfeed.unsolvednetwork, which was on the internet, yeah. and I won't I won't tell you the actual name of the particular episode, whatever, no, it was an episode, a mini episode that I saw. Because that'll give it other, away. Otherwise it'll give it away, the title would mm. give it away. And I've got lots of ideas about what we can title this, <laughs> this um, episode. But Do you want to share any of them yet of, or are they no, later as well? Maybe maybe very randomly I was thinking maybe. Do you ever remember there was a, a place, I don't know if you would have had it in Melbourne, but it was certainly one in Sydney called CPK, which is California Pizza Kitchen, which was kind of cool. It was a 
um, a concept out of the US, or out of California actually, out of Beverly Hills where it was like kind of sophisticated pizzas. We wouldn't, hadn't had those and they might have had, I remember having one that had potato on it and I'd never had a pizza that had potato on it. In retrospect, it all came into vogue and then went out again. Do you know what I mean? We all yeah, went back yeah. to it. But mm, CPK reminded me that might be useful. And also what about a BLT? Yeah. Oh, remember BLT? You wouldn't have remembered having a BLT as a child, right? That came in more no. sort of like maybe finishing school, going off to uni, yeah. and, oh, have a BLT, you know, it became mm. the thing. Oh, I reckon Natural they were around BLT. in the 70s too. Oh, for sure they would have been, but no yeah. one called them that, right? Uh, no way. Yeah, I do recall them. Yeah. I reckon I might. In the gong, I would say after I finished school, there was sort of like this moment where small cafe-style dining started really for the first time. We didn't have something yeah. like that before. How many wide that maybe a coffee shop or and a restaurant? Is. Yeah, and not much between. Hmm. And that sort of cafe-style dining, and it was when, oh, nachos or wedges. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. Nachos, nachos and wedges, yeah, with all the sour cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tea, um, these I, are the, I mean, avocado was so exotic, but I was like, oh, I might have a bit mm, of avocado. Yeah. I reckon that. Cole's Caf would have done a BLT. They would have done a club sandwich and mm-hmm. I reckon possibly a I reckon a, a club sandwich for sure. Oh, I I'm don't sure know what you're talking BLT. about, but we used to have a Kmart. I'm not um, sure what you're talking about. I have no idea what you mean by that, Clarkie. We had crumb sausages and jelly. I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> it was, what? It was not BLT territory. No, 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 no. Right. A BLT sometimes came on some quite fancy bread too and I'd never seen oh, fancy bread. not in the day. Anyway, so CPK, BLT, they're the kind of thing. Not the good housewife? Because no. you said you randomly good CPK, but yeah, ra- yeah, 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 randomly also goodhousekeeping.com. So. No, it was just a little monkey that I wondered if you'd heard of them. Anyway, we'll just park that. BTK. BTK. What? How do you know Because you, you gave it away. I didn't say that. Well, you were talking about acronyms. Is this BTK? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did say it, Dale. She didn't no, say it. she didn't it. say it. No, no I just know say everything. Yeah, no, yeah. I know everything. It's yeah, just yeah. that. Yeah, sorry. Go on, Carla. I'll edit that out. Oh, I don't know what it's done now. Oh, no. I, I figured you'd must I, I actually don't know the details of it, though, so go right I've never heard of it at all, which was no, quite nice. Uh, oh, yeah, you don't. This is something it's best yeah. to not have heard of. But Absolutely. strap yourselves in. Okay, so let me introduce you to Dennis Rader. So Dennis Rader was a gentleman who was born in March 1945 in Kansas in the US. By all accounts, he had a pretty ordinary childhood. I've read somewhere that he didn't have a particularly good relationship with his parents because they were working a lot of the time. But I've also seen firsthand uh, account of his own daughter talking about her grandparents and that they had a nice relationship with them. So I would suggest that he had a probably a pretty normal upbringing. And he grew up in a place called Wichita, which I think we've probably all heard of, right? It seems yeah. like it's a place that comes up in lots of movies and things that even if you're not American, we're all probably aware of Wichita, Kansas, yeah. which when I looked at it, it is not the capital, but I think it's the biggest city in Kansas. So quite big with suburbs. It's that kind of setup. It's a city with suburbs. So from a young age, however, Dennis uh, harboured sadistic sexual fantasies about torturing trapped and helpless women. He also exhibited... Don't we all? When you say a young age, (laughs) do we know how young? Certainly as a teenager, but I'm thinking even perhaps earlier than that um, with respect to the way he treated animals, which is slightly different. They call that zoo sadism. Precursor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, torturing, killing hanging, asphyxiating, you know, small anything, doing terrible things to small animals. This is all from a fairly young age. Did you ever mutilate your Barbie dolls? No. 
My sister. I never even had messy hair, but that's my problem. (laughs) (laughs) The other end of the spectrum. And play with it. And we'll just sat there perfectly the whole time. My yep. sister used to hang him out off the lemon tree and beat them with a stick. Although, as far as I know, she hasn't turned hub? out to be a psychopath. Yes. Well, yes. that makes perfect sense. <laughs> you know, not not a. She hasn't turned out to be a serial killer. No. But I have seen some behaviours that make me go, "Wow, <laughs> it's hub. a spectrum." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think I'm on the other end of that spectrum because I honestly, it's only as an adult that I look back and think that wasn't quite right, Carla. So my dad had built me a doll's house that was it had real carpet and the wallpaper that sort of reflected our house. It was this two-story thing that sat oh, within fancy. my cupboard, so it wasn't even out. Like it was all hidden away, so it looked all perfectly like clean when it wasn't there. And the dolls just sat in there. They didn't do anything. I didn't play dollies. Well, I'd get the doll and I'd but go, they were oh, she show dolls. Good. She looks good. I'll put her there. Show yeah. dolls, yeah. And we'd go to other people's houses and we'd like walk through their backyards and there'd be like, you know, dolls. Barbie dolls hair. hanging <laughs> off the lemon tree with their hair all cut off. Mum, <laughs> oh, my God, like who lives here? I, I don't think anything of it, but I look at it now and I think, yeah, there was, yeah, that's pretty much who I've always been. Oh, my God. I who think does they- that to their, look, their belongings? Can't they look after them? But I wasn't even really playing with mine, which is a bit sad, I think. I think the closest I got to that was scratching the face off the back of the oh. of someone off the back of the Grease album. <laughs> what possessed you to do that? How, Did you how not- sadistic. I didn't like her character. She was the... Rizzo? No, it wasn't Rizzo. She was the one who um, was Mine going out Gino. with... God, why can't I think of it? She started the race, Ready, my love. the drag race. Ready, the, my love. She's all cha-cha, Danny cha-cha or something. Yeah. When we think about cha-cha things that have become, when we think about things that are no longer appropriate, Greece is top of my list. That whole thing, the, the chicks will cream, you know, God. in that whole song, yes. Grease Lightning, where and, and Summer Loving, where they say something like, did she put up a fight? Yeah. Oh, honestly, I think you mean Cha Cha. I think she's I right. Do. I think. Did Gregorio? Swanee's right. Cha Cha Grace. Cha Cha. That's her look. Grace. Oh. I didn't like her either. She was she was a little bit too adult for me. She was mature. I thought the the themes were a little bit too mature, and she was a little nah, bit. Nah, it wasn't her. Not Patty Simcox. Nah, it wasn't not, her. Not Patty the. It's got to be Marty Maraschino then in that case. She didn't like her either. Marty, was... yeah, Marty's the one who sings Freddie, my love. No, Freddie, she doesn't sing it. She does she's... in the show though, in the Broadway show oh. she does. Sorry. Is she the one who like she's flirting with the um, compare when they're filming? The, yes, um... that's, that's that's Marty. That's yeah. Marty, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the compare in our like... version was played by Tony, so you can imagine how appropriate <laughs> that was. <laughs> The world's oldest, whatever his name was. God, it was funny. And he could never remember any of his lines. Bless him. <laughs> but that's anyway. really naughty because remember, an album cover was considered like it was special. Do you remember you used to like Well, it wasn't with her on the back of it. Yeah, that's what. Oh, and every time I had to see her face, I'm like, oh, stop it. So I had to scratch it off. That? Did I what? Get in, did trouble. You get in trouble for that? Nah. No, no. What, what kind of a household did you grow up in? Well, they didn't like music that much. So. You didn't or they didn't? They didn't, so they wouldn't Who's have known. Who's that? wasn't yours. No, it All he had fine. to do was look at his mum and go, don't be busy with me, mum, and she was like, oh. Oh, isn't he sweet? Isn't he a cute? Mm. Pushover. Oh. Anyway, we do digress, and I'm glad we get some levity before we go into this story. But yeah, go on. okay. You know, sorry, I've just got to say, I'm just going to keep searching because I can't do anything now. Can't let now. this go. <laughs> yeah, but okay. you, you continue. <laughs> 
For our listeners, Clark is now moved to the side of the room and is watching Greece from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so he can truly remember who it Immerse was face himself. he scratched off the <laughs> and, and if, wouldn't get it wrong. if at some point I yell out, oh, 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 it's because I found it. So Okay. Okay, so Dennis Rader... Not so healthy when it comes to... If only he'd had a Barbie doll instead of pets, but anyway. Maybe. (laughs) Um, He also sort of started acting out sexual fetishes for voyeurism, autoerotic asphyxiation and... And cross-dressing, yeah. And oh, he's cross-dressing. got the whole gamut. Uh, he was just one of those people who started, you know, spying on neighbours and he didn't did he mind dressing up in underwear? women's clothes, including women's underwear, that he had stolen. Oh, bingo, yeah. snowdropper. And did he write bad checks, the other gateway crime? No, I don't know that he did do that. <laughs> That's something I don't believe he did do. But he didn't mind masturbating with ropes or other bindings around his arm or neck. Hmm. Oh. I get the arm because it makes your hand feel like it's someone else. Isn't that right, boys? Yeah. <laughs> at the university, at uni, they used to call that a Barry Nummer. A what? Oh, it was this one. I found it. A Barry it. Nummer. I found it. <laughs> a Barry Nummer. I think if you sat on your hand long enough and then you what's, did it, it was what's called a Barry Nummer. What's happened while I've been gone? We started talking Barry about the BTK killer and now we're back to Barry Nummer. Well, there, was, there was a whole host of ones that boys used to talk about at you. There was the Barry Nummer. There was another one called Stranger Through the Window. What is that? Do tell this is oh, a stranger through the window. Oh, she's showing us. <laughs> she's showing us. I can't see it. you got to get up higher. I can't see it. <laughs> oh, hang on. Are you showing us? <laughs> That's a through the window. Stop sharing. Swanny has. Oh. <laughs> stranger through the window. <laughs> Do you see it? Trying to describe it. Swanny stood up on a desk. And put her her arm under her thigh up to probably where her genitals are in a close approximation and that is a stranger through the window if she had a penis, yes. Yes. (laughs) The only thing I could remember is a free number and a stranger through the window. (laughs) You've changed my life forever. We think Dennis Rader's weird. Okay. Oh, my God. I tell you, I did get an education at Cambridge, that's for sure. Clarky has found, I think, some evidence okay. of who his face is scratched Yeah, off. yeah, yeah, it was this one. Cha-cha. That looks in, like Cha-cha. In the yellow pants. Yeah, yeah that's Cha-cha. Cha-cha. She did nothing in the show. She was a waste of space. Right, we can all relax now. <laughs> You've got my full attention, apart from the stranger through the window and the <laughs> very number. Very number. <laughs> And I like that you're doing a yoga pose because I am thinking namaste when you're saying Barry Namaste. Barry Namaste. <laughs> I don't, there was also one, I don't know if it's the same as a Barry Namaste or if it's a, like an offshoot. I'm just, they're all coming back to me now. There was another one apparently, and I don't know if they were just lying and they were making it up or these things actually sure didn't, if you were actually able to complete the task that you were setting out to do if you were a gentleman. But there's another <laughs> one that talked about putting a tennis ball under your arm until it went dead. Your arm It'll was dead. The same thing. It's just cut the circulation off your arm so you get a Barry Nummer. Yeah. Yeah, but having yeah. said that, you know, if I've sat on my foot for a while and I stand up, I can barely walk. Or I don't know that I'd be <laughs> skilled enough to complete the task. Of that. I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'd be like, sure, I'd someone else. But I'd be like, oh, you're not real good at it. Your proficiency would be off. Maybe surely. you just don't have the right motivation Ooh. and a yeah. 16-year-old boy has more motivation than you do. Yeah, mm. or maybe they get part by through it and go, Barry, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> And then they have to <laughs> go back to their own hand. 
Oh, hang on, we'll, just switch, we'll switch to stranger through the window. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. No, but not from Barry Nummer through the window. You can't be no, doing no, that. That's no, I don't way too hard. That would be very hard. That would be like dexterity. you'd need like a cert four in Barry Nummery. Barry Nummerology. Barry Numbing. In masturbatory warriors. Masturbatory warriors. Cert four masturbatory warrior. Yeah. After graduating from Wichita High School, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dennis Rader attended the Kansas Wesleyan University but didn't get very good grades, so he dropped out and he went off to serve with the U.S. Air Force and he was with the Air Force for four years from 1966 to 1970. He part- Did they do a psych test back then? I wouldn't have a clue. I wonder. <laughs> I don't even um, think it matters, do they? They just take Well, I just feel like he shouldn't have passed it. it. I reckon now they would do them. Well, yes. I'm not sure that his, you know, interests but that was were then, going to be assessed now. at that point. Yeah. So it is, it is quite a long time ago. So when he was discharged from or when he left the um, Air Force, he moved back to Wichita and he lived in a suburb there called Park City. Can I ask uh, a question? Yes, darling. Did you say 1962? No, I didn't. I said 1960. Oh. When he went to the Air Force? No, 66 to 70. Yeah. Okay. So the Vietnam War was on at that time and it was, according to what I'm looking at, the period was 55 to 75, right? Actually longer than I realised. that long? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's what Google said. But definitely that period. Remember we talked about, I can't remember who it was. Was it the Family Annihilator or someone who I was saying that there are a lot of killers and psychopaths who served in armed forces and specifically the Vietnam War. Yeah. And here we go. He was a pilot in Vietnam until 1969. There you go. Back to the story. Well, my point is the Vietnam War seemed to produce a lot of nutters. Anyway, go on. Sorry, Swanee. Swanee's not even about to lose her shit. She's like, who cares? over her story. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Let me get back to my story. I just think that's a really interesting fact. It is, actually. And it's interesting that it's not mentioned anywhere. Yeah, true. Anyway, so when he, he gets back to Wichita, he takes a number of jobs, he works in a supermarket and he, he's just setting his little, little life up. He also goes back and studies again, I think, at that point. So he he goes to a community college where he gets an associate degree in electronics. But then he actually goes to Wichita State University and he gets a Bachelor of Science degree. But that, that's not all straight away, but I'm just trying to say that he's, he's an educated person. It's not like he's just taking menial jobs or little bits and pieces. He's a pretty normal guy by all accounts. He's he's done some time with the Air Force. He's come back and he's settled down. And in doing that, he's also met a woman called Paula who he marries. So he starts dating Paula in 1970 and by 1971 they are married. I think it's fair to say at that time he's probably already living somewhat of a double life in the sense that his interests <laughs> of um, stalking people breaking into houses and just basically being a bit of a, well, a pervert, uh, existing or coexisting side by side with having been seen to be a young married couple. So early on as well, he works as an assembler for the Coleman Company, which is an outdoor supply company. But not long after, he then starts working for the Wichita-based office of the ADT Security Services. And he works for them from the early 70s all the way through to 1988 where he installs security alarms as part of his job. Uh-oh. Yeah. He was also a census field operations supervisor for the Wichita Uh-oh. area. And, again, I think, you know, there seems to be lots of 
moments, lots of opportunity for him to be in people's homes, being mm. in close proximity to people to see how people live, where Finding they live. out their personal information. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's sort of for someone who has an interest in, in voyeurism, I think that what he does probably sits nicely beside that, doesn't it? Because he has sort of front row seats, as it were, to. If only it was just voyeurism. Absolutely. So he, after he marries Paula, they have two children, a, a daughter and a son. Uh, well, we haven't gone into the story yet, but I've just got visions of the children. Imagine if your dad was a psychopath. Yeah. Or even just dirty old perv. Dirty, dirty old, old perv. perv. I'm sure there are plenty of those. This is kind of next level dirty old perv. So in 1974, there's a situation where... Dennis is driving his wife, Paula, to work, and on his way he sees a woman and her daughter entering a house and he thinks, hmm, they've taken my interest, and at that point he starts to stalk this woman and her daughter. And then on January 15th of 1974, he enters their house expecting to find only the daughter and the mother, where in actual fact he finds the daughter, the mother, her husband and their son. So... There is, um, they're called the Oterio family and the parents, Joseph and Julie Oterio, who are aged 38 and 33, and two of their five children, John Ju- Joseph Jr., sorry, and Josephine, who are just nine and 11, Dennis Rader enters the house and at gunpoint then ties them up and then goes on to murder them. And how he does that is, first of all, he murders the husband and I can tell you exactly what he does to each of them because they all have a slightly different Oh, could you? That would be really nice. Yeah, I'm sure you ought to know. But I I, I only tell you this. I won't have to harbour on Is this the delightful part? I never have to use that. I shouldn't ever use that word at the outset, <laughs> should I? I think I know why you were talking about it being delightful and it's nothing to do with the violence no, and the horror. Not, yeah. No, it's never anything to do with the horror or the violence. It's but just there's the a, twists an outcome. in the story. Yeah, it turns, yeah. It's a really interesting yeah. story. Yeah. Anyway, so... He suffocates the husband with a plastic bag. He suffocates the son with a plastic bag. He then strangles the mum with a rope. And then finally, he takes the little girl downstairs and he hangs her in their basement. How macabre is that? I mean, really, the effort that he has to go to. And it just beggars belief. So he does that and he leaves. That afternoon after school, the three other children arrive home and in what is, you know, a bit of a mixed blessing, fortunately, when they break into the house because they couldn't get in because it was locked, Charlie, who I've seen interview, only goes and sees the mother and the father. He doesn't actually see his murdered little brother and sister. Thank God. Mm. So he, they go in, they find him on the bed murdered and they run out to get help. And then, of course, it's the police who actually discovered the other children. So that's January 15 of 1974. Well, I'm going to pour myself another wine on that note because I'm a bit traumatised already. Yeah, so we'll call I'm them with you on that. That as victims awful. one, two, three, and four. Oh, God, there's more. There are a few more. But wait. In April of 1974, so we're only talking a few months later. A couple later, of months later. So Joe, yeah, yeah. He murders Catherine, let me get her name, Catherine Bright. But he murders Catherine Bright by stabbing her in the abdomen with a knife. But her brother, Kevin, is there and he escapes and he's, she, he attempted to shoot Kevin. But so Kevin, did he break into their house? 
I believe so. Right. And what I have seen, which I found quite interesting, was, and I kind of starts coming at, at, you know, Wichita was a place that was, I've heard it described as, you know, Americana personified at that time. It was a lovely place to live. People didn't lock their doors. It was, you know, it's in the middle of the country. And by all accounts, it was a lovely place to, you know, have a family and grow up and kids are riding bikes down streets and going to fairs and doing whatever else. Yeah, but in um, 1974, so was downtown Essendon and where yeah, we all grew places. up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Life was a simpler felt time. safe. Life felt safe. Yeah. yeah. And this, you know, obviously the murder of the family, all four of them, that really shook the community. And I've seen a lot of the, um, the newscasters of the time, you know, who were still around, interviewed, and they say that this started to totally change the face of Wichita because they'd never had anything like this happen before and it went from a place where it was also really brutal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when Mm. that family had been murdered in that that way, one of the newsreaders at the time, who at the time was an investigative one, he wasn't the the, the anchor, he was the young guy out Mm. covering the story, and he said, you know, I've never been in a situation where when the police came out they were so quiet. He said the police weren't giving anything away. He said because I don't think they really knew how to deal with the terror of what Mm -hmm. they'd seen inside because what they saw inside were people who were tied up, they were bound, the little girl was hung. It was really not Revolting. this kind of idea where some, I mean, not that I, I wouldn't have known how many people were being murdered in Wichita at the time, but it wasn't something gone wrong where someone's been shot and, you know, it's a panic or whatever else. No, 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 no. All four of them had been murdered Systematically and killed. Killed, yeah. absolutely. That yeah. really, There'd been time and effort put into their demise on, on each count. I think he said, you know, the police were shocked in the sense that they didn't quite know. And what should they share? What do you, what panic do you want to create? Like it was yeah. just, and the, the family hadn't been in town for an awful long time. I don't think. I think they were relatively new, and no one, people just didn't know, right? What, who, how, what, why? This doesn't happen here. So imagine that. So January fifteenth, we've got the Otero family, and then April fourth, I can't say then. Catherine Bright is also met, and she was. So they're both in Wichita. So sometimes when I say Wichita, but they're, you know, all within a certain area, so really pretty close in the city. And this is where things start to get a little bit more interesting. This is when Dennis decides that if he's going to go and do all this work on, you know, stalking and then murdering people, he wants people to know about it. Oh, what a narcissist. Yep. At one point he wrote a letter that had been stashed inside an engineering book in the Wichita Public Library in October of 1974, which described in detail the killing of the Ontario family in January of that year. Now, how did somebody come upon that? Yeah. He directed them to it. Right. He constantly directed them. If you had stashed that in the Moreland Mooney Valley Library, it's still there. (laughs) In the the engineering section. It's still there in 2022, yeah. <laughs> no, it's at the Salvation Army and still there because yeah. someone's donated it the years ago. Fifty cent discount bin. <laughs> That's right. I know. Sorry, right? funny. That's fine. So he said. So, by the way, you need to go and look in that engineering book. Correct. So at this point, we've gone. So he's murdered four plus one, and then the brothers got away. And this is when he's like, "Um, hey, hey, uh, just so you know." You might want to go and look in this book because I think something there is going to be of interest to you. And he starts sort of courting. How, how did he do that? Press. Letters at this Letters point. to the press? Yeah. Right. So between the spring of 1974, so remember these the, the murders that I've covered have been in 1974, to the spring of 1974 and winter 1977, Radar killed three women. So Catherine, who I'd mentioned previously, but then he also goes on to kill Shirley Vian Relford, 
on March 17, 1977, so a little bit later, a couple of years later, and Nancy Fox. And I believe that in between 74 and 77, I think that's when his children were born. Now, with Shirley, Shirley was only 24. So up until this point, everyone's really young. So we had the couple that were 38, 33, and their two children, 9 and 11. Catherine Bright was 21. Now, Shirley is 24, and she is strangled with a rope. And Nancy Jo Fox is 25, and she's strangled with a belt. So he really likes watching people's you know, having their, the control and the, their life in his hands or his belt or, his, you know, he, he likes yeah, to strangle yeah. but That's his murder of brand eye. So 1978, he sends another letter to a television station. <laughs> the, the television station is spelt K-A-K-E, cake. Cake. Which must be Kansas something, K-E, I don't know. In which Live. Cake, cake live, yeah. Coming um, live from Cake TV. And he claims responsibility for the murders of the Ontario's Bright, Van Relford, and Fox. So everybody who's murdered, he's basically saying, hey, guess what? FYI. I know who did that. It's me. It was me. At this point, and this is where I want you, your attention, he suggested many possible names for himself. Mm. This guy's a branding expert. Include, including one that stuck, <laughs> B-T-K. Mm-hmm. What do you think that might stand for? Clarky, would you Bacon. like it again? <laughs> oh, I would have said I would have said by the knife, except that he was oh, strangling okay. everyone. Yeah. So mm. no, no, well, one one died by the knife. You're quite mm. right. Bacon, lemon, tomato. <laughs> oh, sorry, bacon, tomato, bacon. lemon. No, where am I getting L from? That bloody BLT. That's where I'm getting that from. What is it? B bacon, tomato, kale. kale. Best tequila in can, but can spelt wrongly. (laughs) I know. That's why I just think, wow, like he is totally wanting the notoriety. He wants people to know what he's done. He's so proud. He he feels like he has to draw attention to it. I I want the spotlight on this. This is what I'm telling you. How Mm. about we give me a name? I'm thinking BTK and BTK stands for Bind, Torture, Kill. So that's all the chains. Not bacon, tomato, and kale. Not bacon, tomato, and kale. So, but at the same time, or very similar period, you've got two other very famous serial killers in America doing this similar kind of cat and (laughs) mouse game. Not easy to get. Not easy to get a headline. No, no, no. So, Son of Sam and the Zodiac Killer. Zodiac, yeah. Did the same thing, yeah. See, I haven't covered those, but when you say they did the same thing, you mean they also called? They contacted the press and they gave themselves monikers. Yeah. All by the media, kind of thing. Yeah. It was like a cat and mouse game mm-hmm. wow and it's hard isn't it because the way we consume media now is totally mm. different than what it would have been then and we don't really know on whether things were like we certainly know that you know they say historically a lot of americans weren't getting access to lots of international news stories but i wonder if within each area and state and whatever else how much they were being yes, exposed right. to by and you know we look back at situations and we go oh well that's that entire story but as people are living some of these things and there's years in between and connections have yet to be made it's not necessarily someone's yeah. going oh well, well i'm looking at the sun and saying whatever else because we see it as a different story in its totality now yeah but it might have been a different time but yeah yeah so he's you know basically trying to get some uh, he's trying to get some media coverage what's a man got to do around here to get a little exactly. bit of PR? god He's trying, he's trying to get his influences up. He's trying to get his numbers up. Exactly. He's getting exposure. What his are his impressions? Followers. Yeah, yeah. So he needs some followers. He's got a lot on. He's trying to be, you know, this family man. 
And by all accounts, he is. He's also, I would, you know, have to have a hazard guess, stalking somebody who's next, who's going to be his next victim. Oh, is he? Yes. And then he also is keeping, and we don't find this out till later, but he's keeping mementos and taking photographs of himself with the little souvenirs that he's taken from each of the the murders. That's the delightful bit. Oh, That'd gross. be the delightful bit. So there's that. He's thinking, how am I going to get maximum exposure? I need people. I want to be notorious. I want people to give me the recognition that I deserve. So that's why he's working, you know, overtime by sending letters out to the media to try and get their attention. And loving himself sick when he sees himself on the news, I bet. Ugh, it's so disgusting. Ugh. He... He then starts to demand media attention. He sends another letter because at this point what's interesting is Wichita is really very unsettled. So there's definitely stuff happening but they don't, they, you know, I guess the, the media and the, the police department are trying to keep somewhat of a, a lid yeah, on it. People are scared but exactly how bad it is. But what he does, he kind of forces their hand and he, he basically sends another letter and says, you know, you need to you need to start telling them what's going on kind of thing. So then it's it becomes sort of, you know, official. Wichita has a serial killer and People are terrified. Wichita's got a serial killer in it. A woman who was interviewed, who is, you know, she's a newsreader now, but it was a young girl at the time. He had hidden in somebody's cupboard for hours before he'd murdered them. He waited for them to go to sleep. And it and it was described. He was basically the boogeyman, isn't he? He's that person, he's hiding under the bed, he's hiding thing. So he's breaking into people's houses and at one point he had spent hours in someone's cupboard. I think that might have even been, might have been Catherine from memory. Catherine, yeah. yeah. And then comes out and attacks them. But that fear of, she said, you know, I still will look in the cupboard. I will still look behind a shower curtain if I'm not familiar with where I am. She said because it was at such a formative part of my life, it totally changed the personality of the town, mm-hmm. of the city. People yeah. were living in fear um, and it was just why totally I go in the sea. Why? Jaws. Like because there's someone hiding. Something in terrifying. That's what I was thinking. I saw something there's in a been formative a man period hiding of time. in there for hours, <laughs> waiting for me to go to sleep. No, no, no. Because of Jaws, right? There is something that's terrifying, as you say, the boogeyman. This is it really terrifying... why you won't go in the sea. hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, Swanee. That's all right. I'm just saying so, that these concepts are terrifying, and they get into your psyche, and yes. you can't get away from them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, like but it's Spielberg. And you've still got to jump in. It's amazing. Everybody that they speak to from, you know, who lived in Wichita at this point, totally, totally. Freaked out. Yeah. And scarred. And, scarred. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before in any of these podcasts, but maybe I'm sure I would have. When I was in high school, we had what was um, known as the Bull Eye Rapist. No, and you I haven't mentioned no, it. No, oh, well, it was quite a big deal in Wollongong where I grew up and – I grew up in the suburb next to that and it was harrowing and, you know, we had had the police come out to our house and in our neighbourhood and for, I don't know how long it went for, it was for a couple of years, I want to say, that this guy was breaking in and raping people and it was horrendous. He got caught. Um, but he'd get away in drains. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trains? Yeah. Drains. 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 Like drains. it, you know, Stephen yeah. King it. Yeah. But it's interesting because that had a, it was my formative years. I was a teenager. Mm. I talked to about with this with my mum sometimes. I say, oh, I remember with the nights we'd, you know, we'd be crawling around our house. People would, someone would think was there with a torch outside. I can only imagine how oh, bad awful. this was. This is just next level. Did I really think he got away in trains? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh, I've been delayed for 20 minutes. Oh, well, I'll just... How's that Friano game for you or whatever it's called? <laughs> They're always like, I'm sitting on the platform. What are you talking about? Well, maybe the train service was better in the 70s, but it's certainly not that good now. What was it? I'll tell you when we had to get anywhere. Was it always a replacement bus service? Because the trains never run on time. <laughs> oh, no, oh. we're replacing this crossing and that crossing. There's now a bus service. You're it's, right, Swanee. It's taken me four hours to get away. I knew I should have got in the drain. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) uh, Around about the same time, in a letter, he claimed to be driven to kill by Factor X, not the Factor X, which he characterized, which he characterized, right, as a supernatural element that also motivated Jack the Ripper, the son of Sam, and the Hillside Strangler murders. Mm. So you're kind of, you know, you you mentioned Sam before. I mean, X Factor is probably drawing some people who want to kill. Um, Simon Cow, we've got a new idea for a show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're going to change it. Yeah, yeah. And we go. Oh, 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 oh God! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We've got, we've got little <laughs> Daisy here yeah. all, all, all the way from Caroline Springs. You kill you call that, do you? She's brought her pet rabbit. She'd just oh. like to show you. You know, you know how, oh, yuck, before we even go there, but you know how they always have like a backstory, of, you know, a hard luck story? Can you imagine the backstories? Oh, God. Oh. You know, I had a, what was it? Stranger through the window. Stranger through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, numb Barry, Barry, Bar- Barry what? Number. Barry Number. Barry Number. <laughs> That's my backstory to why I'm on Factor X. Anyway. Oh, we have it. to laugh. I mean, I've got you know. the sorest jaw. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to see the promos for it. <laughs> I'm going to see the UK version. Oh, at least I'd probably watch those ads as opposed to the current ones. I want to see the UK version with Ant and Deck oh, presenting it. Could it? Could Making it, joke. Yeah, could it mm. get unfranchised um, out across the world? Oh, 100%. Factor yeah. X. <laughs> you, you thought you'd seen everything. Welcome to Factor X. <laughs> Oh, no. Anyway. Oh, I'm getting a bit warm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jaw massage. darling. Okay, so he had Factor X and Simon yeah. Cowell said, that's a no from me. That's uh, no from <laughs> me. <laughs> I think it's us who need to go to him with the concept. Mm. So that's all in around about 1978. Things then do go a little bit quiet and it's not that he didn't planned to do so it just didn't quite come off and we know that he intended to kill some others that he he was unsuccessful and one was um, a woman called Anna Williams who in 1979 a 63 escaped death by returning home much later than expected oh goodness demonstrator was the train delayed that he was obsessed <laughs> with Williams and he was absolutely livid when she evaded him she was He'd, 63 years old did you say yeah he'd spent hours waiting at home but became impatient and left when she did not return home from visiting friends in a timely manner. No Do we know why he was obsessed with her? No, I don't 
about why I was obsessed with anyone in particular. There's no real. But a lot of them have been quite young. Younger, yeah, I would agree with that. But, yeah, no, that, that sort of changes things a little bit and there's a couple of other older ones as well. Mm. We now need to jump ahead to 1985. Marianne Hedge was age 53 and was found on May 5th, 1985 on, at an intersection sort of just on the outskirts of Wichita. The woman who evaded him... Yes. When did she find that out? She may never have found that out, yeah, but he right. shared that later. Yeah, right. So she, at best she found it out after year, he was captured. Yeah, yeah. And she and may I not only, have been around yeah. then. Or... She might not have survived it. Yeah. I only not through him that. killing her, just her Because age. there's such a big leap between mm-hmm. the last murder that we know of is 1977 and I'm leaping ahead. To, and then he was communicating in 78 yeah. a lot. And then he goes quiet. And yeah. then in 1985, he murders again. But I just, I just include that because it wasn't that there was no one on his radar in that time. So um, Maureen Hedge's body is found in Wichita at a cross-section between North Street and North Webb Road. So out in public. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, is that unusual? Because I think yeah. all the others have been in the house, haven't they? It's an escalation. Well, there's a reason for that, and okay. that's because he took her body somewhere. Oh, Dennis Rader killed Maureen Hedge on April 27. He then took her dead body to his church. As you do. On Christ time? Lutheran Church, where he it's was always the Lutherans. So he took her to a Lutheran church. Can I just ask, for a service? No, I'm no. sorry. No, I'll oh, rephrase that. please. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean it like that at all. Oh, I meant to attend a religious Bernies. service. No. Not to be serviced. Sorry. No. He had a very specific reason for taking her there, and I shall reveal that. So I don't know if you caught that before, but he, he took her to he, he took her dead body to his church, mm-hmm. Christ mm. Lutheran Church, where was he, he a pastor? Right. No, he Minister? was the president of oh. the church council. Oh, you've always this is all got getting a, a little bit too related. He didn't take her there for revealing. a service. Yeah. You know what he did? He took her there where he photographed her body. In various what? bondage positions. No, Where, in his though? church. On the altar or? I don't know that, but. Well. What does it matter? Raider had pl- well, previously. weird. Like, why not do it somewhere it's else? It's so strange. Well, because this is where he gets off. He had previously stored black plastic sheets and other materials at the church in preparation for the murder and then later dumped the body in the remote ditch, which was where the cross section of those streets. Was she a member of the church? I don't think so. Did he murder her at the church? She said, said no, was that his No, I don't know that he murdered I think house. he took her to the church. Uh, how did he it's kill so her initially? Weird. It's so weekend at Bernie's. So rules out the defence of um, her with no his pre- hands. premeditation. Mm. No, I just think it was in, she might have been the neighbour actually. I think she was the neighbour because her address in on the file that I've got here is North Independent Street, Park City, and I know from watching part of a documentary that the Dennis Rader's daughter says, this is the street that I grew up in. It was called Independent Street. So this woman lived in their street. Yeah, and if that's right. the, because it doesn't say here that she's never, that's who she is. So this woman lived in their yeah, street. Shit and on her own doorstep. Yeah, so oh. she's a 53-year-old neighbour who lives in Independent Street, Park City, has been strangled with his hands and has been taken so that he could take photographs of her in bondage positions at the church, at the church which he'd already prepared to do and he had a name for it. It was called Project Cookie. Cookie? Yeah. Don't know why. Oh. Jeez. Not BLT? All these food references. Unbelievable. I know it's 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 quite remarkable, and I understand. Although I don't have particular documents to, to to support it, but I understand that during this whole sort of murderous spree, he continued to 
correspond Taunt with the press the media. police, taunting them. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So he didn't sort of let up. It wasn't like that. It stopped. He was, you know, sending them things. And he, he, he liked to send them off to find something. So he'd be like, oh, you know, go here and find this there and, you know, go and find this information, you know, like in the library in this particular book that no Was one else that all about making himself feel important and and smarter than I think than and clever, yeah. Yeah. Than than And also yeah. a game, yeah. I think. Like I think it just kept it all real for him. Kept it in the press too. Kept him in the press, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His next victim, so we're now up to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, is that right? That can't be right. Nine. Do I have eleven on this list? There's ten in total. Oh. He he then strangles a woman who's 28 called Vicky Lynn. I don't know how you pronounce her surname. It's spelled W E G E R L E. Wiggle. Wiggly. 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 I don't wiggly, know. Wiggly. 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 Whack. But he strangled her with a <laughs> nylon stocking. Wiggler. And again, it looks like he's broken in there. They're sort of their streets. Their home addresses. He's gone into people's homes, and that's. Just the terror. Yeah, Can the you home invasion it? is a hard one, isn't it? Like, yeah. And what's important to notice, note here is we are now talking about 1986. Wow. Mm. Yeah, wow. it's it's a long time, right? In 1988. Can I ask? I know yeah. we've covered a lot of these, but in this whole period of time, what was the evidence trail for the police? They don't mention anything. There's, I can't find that, so I don't know why that. You know, like it's not touched on. You know, you know, how, like some stories. Like, someone's that. someone yeah. must be trying to catch this guy. Yeah. Like, what is he leave? Is he so so good that no one noticed? That there's, yeah, there's nothing left. There's yeah. no leads. There's nothing. Like it's. I can't find information about that because you know how like some stories are all about that, right? They're yeah. all about the the evidence, the things that pop up in the Someone's trail. chasing and someone's really good and no. someone won't let it go and they, you know, but. No, I don't have any names of anyone trying to find anyone or anyone who thought they were, it was them have nothing. And remember he's communicating directly with them so it's not like they don't know that they've got. And that's probably a person correct, yeah. That may, Come yeah. on, I think that. Nutter's not the right word to use because I know plenty of nutters and none of them would do what he's Yeah, and when you get on the bus, does the nutter sit next to you? Exactly. <laughs> His oh. final victim was Dolores E. Davis and her oh, body was found was found on the 1st of February 1991. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, was wow. she freshly And she'd passed? been strangled, yep. With Not like, like she wasn't from the in 80s. a basement somewhere from yeah from the eighties. Yeah, the thing is, I don't. There's no information on her particular. Like you know how that is oh, a lot awful. of a lot of information on the first one. Mm. Then it just starts to come strangled by belt, strangled by rope, strangled by hands, strangled by nylon stockings, strangled by pantyhose. Like it's just it's sad. That's what you you come down to like this sort of notation in a list mm. because you're just part of you know. Yeah, that's what I find really interesting is that he calls himself BTK, right? So bind, torture, kill. Yeah, but in a apart from the Ortega family, oh no, I think yeah. he may have bound them up. It might have bound them, but you know, like not not that I'm saying he should have worked harder and tortured people, but I feel like he's given himself this big, you know, persona. Title. Yeah, yeah. And then he's strangled I people. I feel like here, if you're going to you criticize know? him, that's not the point to <laughs> criticize. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh dear God. Now, now, red wines and a vervin. I, I yeah. mean, I'm fine with everything he did apart from that bloody acronym. It's just he's got well, no, he's, he's got no integrity. Out to be something. That's I he, agree. Yeah, yeah. Overpromise and underdeliver. Yeah, he just loved the idea that he had 
so many people's attention and had terrified so many people. And one of the policemen said there was a time, he said you would go home and you'd make sure that you had a dial tone because he would <gasps> cut people's phone lines. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's terrifying. That's horror movie stuff, right? That, that is terrifying. That's horror movie. Yeah, yeah. No, you're 100% and right. And this man say that, like, you know, this big bulky man, he said, there were things that we did and one of the things that you did was you made sure you had a dial tone and I went, oh. That is terrifying. It feels like that belongs near your um, album cover but we used to have next to our, um, yes. our big stereo, we would have the, the, de- the video that we had borrowed from the video library with its big, you know, case and whatever yes. else. And my parents, if they were, hor- you know, hired a horror movie or whatever else, remember A Stranger yeah. Calls? When A Stranger Calls, yeah. that's when exactly stranger- what I was thinking of. I couldn't yeah, go yeah. watch any of those things. And I would be that terrified was... looking at the artwork on the sleeve of the um, video. And that when he said, when I heard that, check your dial tone, I went, oh, it, my blood ran cold because I thought, oh, my God, I was so terrified of that whole Have you seen that people movie? Calling, I would never be able to watch oh, it. But There's I, a bit in the I movie where they films. go, we've, we've traced Me the neither. call, it's coming from your house. Inside your house, And yes. you just, oh, yeah. I can't deal with this anymore. If you haven't yeah. seen it, don't watch it. Just don't. Yeah. But can yeah. you imagine what it must Awful. have been like in Wichita at that time? Yeah. Just, oh. and it was such a prolonged period. And what they said was it would go through stages where, you know, it would be so high and then it would, you know, level out a bit and then it would level down and he would go, right, time to get back in the consciousness. I'll send a letter through, I'll do whatever else. And, you know, they were obviously sitting at the radio station, the TV station, waiting for the next communication for him to arrive. Sounds like Kim Kardashian desperately trying to keep herself relevant. You think... Chris Jenner's on the phone going. I'm I'd rather Kim it. Kardashian though than this guy. <laughs> yeah, oh. Frankly, like she doesn't uh, upset me as much. Look at our, our latest range skins, not skins. Look how big my ass is. Like that's fine. I can deal with that. Yeah. It I does not know. terrify me. Like make sure you have a dial tone when you get I, home. I, I, I just wish that? people didn't give her the publicity. And the, yeah, okay. But also for the young people who are listening to this who don't know what a dial tone is. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the olden days when we had home phones, when we had wired phones, yes. not mobiles, and you picked up the phone and it had a dial tone, and if it didn't have a dial tone, there was something seriously wrong. Sorry, I just realised we're all old. <laughs> yes, yeah, so if Thank, somebody's cut the line into your house, you were, you were totally isolated, weren't you? If someone had cut the line, that's what they would do. If they're going to commit a crime, cut the line. I always thought I could run outside and use the Telstra phone box yeah. outside our house, but yeah. that's gone now too because there are hardly of any of those. What's the modern day so, equivalent of no dial security phone? security still has no internet. no internet. Maybe no, no internet. Wi-Fi. No internet. No, no, no Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah, right. And yes. cutting things that, you know, or electricity or something like that where you can't I've get to. No connectivity. Your, yeah. your fibre to the node. <gasps> You've done what? <laughs> da, da, what? Da. <laughs> All right, Swanny. Okay. Have you got so another murder, punch for us? <laughs> right. get, this is where it gets good. So in 1991. <laughs> this is the last murder, this is, and this is where it gets, gets good. good. <laughs> this is where it gets good. So that, well, of course, we're done with the murders now, right? Oh, we're done. Okay. We're oh, done with the murders. Murder. This is the last murder, and this is where it gets good. This is where it gets a bit more. You come across as so proper, and then other times you're just like. And then call me Rob Swan for nothing. Is this where it gets a bit more? Rob Swan. Rob Swan. Rob Swan. I think we probably covered that I used to be called Rob Swan, but anyway. So 1991, last minute. Wow. And then everything goes quiet. 
like really quiet to the point where the next thing that happens is in 2004. Wow. Goodness, groceries. So he's 30 60. years after. But also, just from our timeline, right? I was born in yeah. 74. Yeah. You were 73, Clarky, mm-hmm. 65. Oh, <laughs> the one to us? You've been eating too much guacamole, Molly. <laughs> Molly. So, from the time I was born and you two were like, you were three, Clarky, you were one. I was See, born. Sorry, I'm not he listening starts. to you anymore. He starts. Yeah. 91, I'm in year 11. You're in yeah. year 12. Clark is 27 and working so 91, somewhere. I was supposed to be uni. Clark is at uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh Tony, 91. All right. Tony, I don't, I, don't in, I don't endorse for domestic violence, but if a, if a random hand slapped Schmitty across the back of the head, I didn't see anything. Fine with it. <laughs> I can't do the math, that's all. That's our entire life, you know. Like this, this is ha- this taper is happening from the time oh, we're yeah. bubbies to the time we are young adults, and then we get to two thousand and four. I'm just highlighting how horrendous this time period is in slightly offensive ways. Hardly <laughs> <Only> to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so two thousand and four. As a sort of a, a retrospective, um, the Wichita Eagle, which I presume is the local newspaper, it puts an article, you know. I might have thought it was the local newspaper. wildlife, but. <laughs> and there, there is an article entitled BTK Case Unsolved Shouldn't 30 Years Later. Shit. Right. Yeah, right. years later. And the article suggests in the common um, themes that Thomas, it, it, it wasn't quite that it had become over myth, but it had been one of those things that it was, Part of the backstory, it's part like of the Like an urban legend of, almost. Yes, yeah, yeah. more urban legend, that's a better way to say it, uh, of Wichita, you know, people would talk about it, people's grandparents would talk about it and how it would affect people at different points depending on what age they were and whatever else, whether they worried about their kids or themselves or they were single women. So everybody had their, the way it had impacted them. But the, the general consensus was that BTK was most probably, in, had been incarcerated for another crime or he had been killed or he killed himself. He died, yeah. He's just gone quiet, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that they say is serial killers generally don't go quiet until they're caught. They just continue to kill. Uh, it's unusual that it had been for such a long, long period of time, mm-hmm. given what he had done previously. Joseph D'Angelo is... Schmidt is still going all right. Well, no, but, you know, the original Night Stalker, not the, you know, 11th hour Night Stalker, blah, 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 Erod's, Joseph D'Angelo went quiet for 30 years. And then got caught with DNA. Remember, I did the familial yeah, yeah, DNA yeah, one. Yeah, 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 That's a yeah, guy yeah. who murdered and killed people Was over. Was he the policeman? Yeah, yeah, and he and I yeah. don't know, fourteen years yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Silent for thirty thing. years and then caught. Yeah. Also, not normal. Right. Oh no, no, not it, normal. It does show that serial killers can get bored with their job as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I quit. Just for now. Know. This job's Just for killing now. me. <laughs> From that article, then it initiates a series of 11 communications to the local media. He did. From that article, he came back and said, excuse me. I'll tell you. I beg your pardon. I think you're fine. I'm still alive and I could kill again. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
I've never been so insulted in all my life. Come on, Leonard, we're leaving. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. That is hilarious. So, but not not to be a, mm-hmm. shut down. So in March of 2004, the Wichita <laughs> Eagle received a letter from someone, I can't believe he did this, using the name Bill Thomas Kilman. Oh. B-T-K. Oh, God. And Kilman. So tomato kale. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. The author of the letter claimed that he had murdered Vicky, oh, that's with a difficult surname, <laughs> W-E-G-E-R-L-E, Burgley. <laughs> say that. Sorry, Vicky. He claimed that he'd murdered Vicky on September 16, 1986, and he enclosed photographs of the crime scene and a photocopy of her driver's licence, which had been stolen at the time of the crime. Just in case you don't believe that I'm still... Around yeah. before this, it had not been definitively established that he that Vicky had been killed by BTK. Oh wow, she wasn't even attributed to him. God, yeah. DNA collected from under Vicky's fingernails provided police with a previously unknown evidence. Ah, cop that they had smart. Had done DNA testing hundreds of men in an effort to find the serial killer. And this is in two thousand and four. Yeah. So yeah. DNA technology is massively improved. It's massive, yeah, it's yeah, massive yeah. amounts of yeah. um, epithelials. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they kept their fingers. Nails. No, swabs. They would have had swabs. You would have. Yes. In May 2004, a couple of months later, television station. Cake TV. Cake or cat. <laughs> cake. It's like Carrie Ann Kelly or something. Carrie Ann Kelly TV, Kansas. Cat. I'm Carrie Ann Kelly. I received a letter. <laughs> Received a letter with a chapter heading for the BTK story, fake IDs and a word puzzle. Did they post the word puzzle in the newspaper so that people could try to solve the crime? <laughs> Wait a $50 voucher. Oh, God. What am I doing with my life? On June 9, a package was found taped to a sign, a stop sign at the corner of First and Kansas Roads in Wichita. It had graphic descriptions of the Otario family murders. Mm. And a sketch labelled, The Sexual Thrill Is My Bill. Ugh. Also included was a chapter list for a proposed book titled The BTK Story, which mimics okay, the story in 19... Barry Nummer. Yeah. Mm. yeah I, it Barry the Nummer. <laughs> this guy should have been in marketing or PR. Chapter one was titled A Serial Killer Is Born. Who would say that about themselves? You know, this is, you know, he's... Totally so narcissistic. From a literary perspective, it's not particularly, uh, you know, original. Is it Nicholas Nickelbury or where he says, I am born? Engelbert Humperdinck. No, in Nicholas Nickelbury, I think it is, the first line is, I am born. Or Great Expectations. It's Great Expectations. A serial. Not I am born. We are Borg, they say, not I am born. Oh. Um, Clarky, just read more. But anyway, <laughs> read my that list. was subtle. <laughs> Next time yeah. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper decide to do a remake of The Star Is Born, can they make it a serial killer is born? And Lady Gaga can wear the meat dress. In the shower. In the shower. And so in this version, it would be. Oh, no, I, no, I can't, can't go, go there. there. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. 
as I mentioned, there were sort of 11 communications. Another that he sent was he, a package was dropped into the return slot of the public library. So he's all over town dropping things off and sending them off to like five little parcels. The one that he left in the library contained more bizarre material, including a claim that he was responsible for the death of a 19-year-old Jake Allen in, in Argonia, um, Kansas, earlier that month. But that turned out to be false. So he's starting Pants to get a little fire. bit sort of yeah. a bit silly with this, you know. <laughs> Getting a little bit carried away now. Yeah. A Let's bit ahead of himself. Really don't read your own press, yeah. Dal. When your um, work speaks for itself, don't interrupt it. In October 2004, a manila envelope That's was dropped a into one. a UPS box in Wichita. It had many cards with images of terror and bondage of children oh, pasted on them. A poem threatening a poem. A poem? <laughs> poem. Who are you? A poem. <laughs> It's terribly English of you. All right, you need to drink some wine, girlfriend. Did you have finishing lessons as a child? The crowd, the poem. The poem. Could everybody please be quiet? I'm going to do a poem. I'm reading a poem in the room. <laughs> Sorry, Swanee. I don't think you're going to a poem in Wichita, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where we were. <laughs> Oh, he, he actually, oh, okay, a poem. A poem. <laughs> a, a poem. <laughs> it's a poem, It's a poem. Because it hasn't even really come up. And he also included a false autobiography with many details about his life. Right? So, What's you know, the real word for life. a false autobiography? Oh, don't they call it? There's a name for something that people do that. It's An like, auto-fictional? It's, no, it's got a name, a memoir. Isn't it something like that where they, they there's been problems with that where people have said, oh, well, they say it's a memoir because then you've got a little bit of creative license? Oh, Sorry. Really? Is it like no, that's right. I don't know if there's actually a word for it, a false autobiography <laughs> apart from a bullshit. Just a but, novel. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a fiction. I think we call it that. A memoir that was created a lot of problems a while ago for someone because I feel like it was called A Million Little Pieces or something like that and he was on Oprah. There's like... 10, 20 years ago, and then it turns out that a lot of it was, as you say, bullshit. So it was less less autobiographical. Oh, it was a, a Bernie Nummer? <laughs> I think Barry that's Nummer. a stranger Barry through the Barry window, Nummer. that one. Sorry. That is a stranger through the window. Through the window. Yeah, For sure. Yeah. All right. So what happened after he gave the expose of his fiction? Okay. In December of 2004, oh. so this is all tracking through 2004. Like you can see it's yeah. moved across the whole year. So imagine being in the police department at this years, point. God. You'll get after 30 years and he's constantly communicating through 2004. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. You know, like, when you started your career, are, you were like a yeah. little a little constable and now you're a, yes. in the detective and Lieutenant, the same yeah. case has been going for 30 who, years. Who it's is incredible. this person? The constable. Oh, that, don't call them that in the, in the US, well, We haven't anyway. heard about Moving them on. yet, so maybe there the isn't one. This time the package was found in Wichita's Murdoch Park. It had the driver's licence of Nancy Fox. This time uh, it had a driver's license, it had her driver's licence, which was noted as stolen from the crime scene, as well as a doll that was symbolically bound at the hands and feet and had a plastic bag tied over its head. What a sicko. And now this is where it gets really good. In January of 2005, so we're now talking a year after the Wichita Eagles uh, article has triggered him and prompted him to go, hang on a tick, I'm still around, look what I've done, I killed this person, here's my proof and I killed that person and I killed this person, I killed that person. So in January of 2005, Dennis Rader attempted to leave two cereal boxes for collection. Cereal uh, boxes? Notified yeah, cereal like, boxes. You know. 
he'd gone flakes. to the news station and said yeah. he'd left he'd left Which he, he communicated to the news station that he'd left two cereal boxes for the authorities and one of them was found quite easy on the side of the road special btk and it's a and really strange like, thing, though, because, you know, like if I drove past a box of cereal, I just cereal drive killer. past it. I just would have thought it was yeah. rubbish. Correct. That's rubbish. what you're supposed to do. So he, but he was directing people to go and collect it. Oh, oh radio. Yep, yep, yep. He contacted oh, the news right. station right, 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 and he told right. the news station where to go. What was in the boxes? I, I would have been really concerned about Descriptions of what had happened. Oh, right. Descriptions and but evidence to point to that. BTK was still prevalent and still happening correct. and still a thing. Not dead, the could kill box, you again. No, mm. Correct. And that's why they were trying to communicate to the public, you know, be, be wary, he's, he's back, he's back, you know. and yes, he's, he's never gone. Return. That's the worst back part. Correct. But the second cereal box was supposed to be behind a home depot, their shop home depot, one of those mega strip mall kind of shops. However, it was never found. So what? he actually had to get in, in touch with them again. That would be infuriating. So Excuse me. He chased them up. Are you not it. listening? He, he really did. did. did landfill, please. Like, seriously. So they did exactly that. That's yeah. exactly what they did. Because you know what? Well, I cannot replicate that evidence. You need to go find it. It's hard to get good help around here. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So that's how they... Um, Someone like me just picked did. it up and put it in the bin, didn't they? Yeah. But, Correct. Someone at Home Depot threw it away. And once they realised that it... He was then going, did you get the other box or whatever else? He realised something wasn't coming through. So then they went, okay. So then they were able to track down the trash for the one of a better. Um, yeah. We've all had to do that. Went to the landfill and yeah. how many man yeah. hours of policing was yeah. wasted on that? But, yeah, okay. But what was important about that? Two things. Tell me. First of all, there were several documents inside. Yeah. But secondly, by because they were able to access footage at the back of a home depot, <gasps> they were able to see in the distance that there was a particular vehicle and a man and Where is CC- the point. Yeah. To, to yeah. Stewie's point, where is the CCTV now? Boom. Correct. Technology has footage, got the bugger. They were able to trace that the person who had left the cereal box may be the driver of a black Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yes. So they had that. Not that was in the sand cube. Now, this is uh, where it gets very exciting. So I've <laughs> taken a photograph. This is where it gets really good. This is where it all starts to come together, yeah, right? Yep, yep. So in the documents inside, he communicates to the police, and this is what the little note says verbatim. Communication as opposed to communication is a bit of a spelling mistake yeah, there. The... And he asks the question <laughs> Didn't have spell the check department. back then. He says, can I communicate with Floppy and not be traced to a computer full stop? Be honest, full stop. <laughs> he's seen the police yeah, 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 no, yeah, you can. We'll never be able to trace you. Then he goes on to say, Asking under- for a friend. <laughs> 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 it's exactly that. <laughs> then he goes on and says, under miscellaneous section 494, and what that refers to is the, uh, I think you call them classifieds in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. You know, in the old style thing where you used to say, oh, you know, would like to meet or I met a girl out or whatever else or I'm selling this or someone's died, those little messages. If you like things. pina coladas. Yes. Yeah. So miscellaneous section 494. Then in brackets he says, Rex, comma, it will be okay. That's the message. Then he says, run it for a few days in case I'm out of town, etc." I will try a floppy for a test run sometime in the near future, February or March. So he's basically gone to the police and said, I'll send you something on a floppy disk, but I just need to make sure you can't trace it. Be honest. Can I do that? 
And again, for our young listeners, a floppy disk. A floppy disk. (laughs) I was was wondering if a Barry Nummer fixes a floppy disk. (laughs) (laughs) Again, asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) And back in those days, it was five and a quarter inch floppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he's definitely talking about a five and a quarter. Yeah. 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 Not the old three and a half. No. Not three and a half. Oh, no. But even oh, no, for our they were listeners, the idea that he's going to Not he's fluffy. asking the police to communicate with him through the newspaper. He's saying put like a little ad in which will say, if it's okay for me to use a to, to send you a floppy disk and you yes, won't it's okay if you use floppies. It will be okay. <laughs> the police do place an ad in and it says Rex, comma, <laughs> it will be okay. Contact me, P.O. Box, first four reference and numbers at 67. I don't know what that Swanee. means. Yep. But it will be okay. Do you remember the Metro on the, when, you, when we used to get the tube and the Metro had this little... The newspaper. Yeah. Free newspaper. It's still yeah. going now, I think. And you used to yeah. like, um, there were little classifieds that were like, girl on the, you know, Waterloo line oh, at 5 a.m. Yeah. And, and, you know, wearing this and whatever. I caught your eye and you were hot, you yes, know. Yes, yes, I do yeah, that. That's what it feels like to, I mean, that, that's, that's totally exactly right. what it is. But all of those, I used to think, mm, no one's talking to me. It's so <laughs> So two weeks later, on February 16, 2005, Dennis Rader sent a purple 1.44 megabyte Memorix floppy disk to Fox affiliate KSAS TV in Wichita. So it's not place sent to the police station. Not Kate. He's no, he's changed. gone bigger. Also enclosed were a letter, a gold-coloured necklace with a large medallion and a photocopy of the cover of Rules of Prey, a 1989 novel by John Sanford about a serial killer. Disgusting. Police found metadata embedded in a deleted Microsoft Word document that was, unknown to Radar, still stored on the floppy disk. Mm-hmm. Uh, cop that. And guess what they found? They didn't have to find me. much. Something about the Lutheran church, I'm guessing. His old regiment. Are you really? Well, yeah, because she said earlier that the whole Lutheran church thing has to come back, doesn't it? Fuck, you're annoying. <laughs> the metadata can, this is my next sentence. The metadata contained the words Christ, Lutheran church. There you go. Be- You're like a fucking psychic. Because you made the whole fuss about the <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, earlier. it's exactly like your psychic, not like you've done it all before. <laughs> I know how Tony, to format a disc. <laughs> Tony, I think she was created thousands of years ago. <laughs> I know how to format a disc. But what was quite cute is the fact that he had only had one document and it was called this is a test. So he thought he really was <laughs> testing them. So it said this is a test, but what was sat behind that in the embedded He should have brought a new Lutheran Church. I did have another note in a different um, thing that it said it had been used at Park City Library and the third most important part was that it had been a document was marked as last modified by Dennis. So those three things, the Christ Lutheran Church, Park City Library and, and last modified by Dennis. So they go and, and all get his membership card. Was an internet search determined that Dennis Rader was the president of the Church Council of the Christ Lutheran Church. When investigators drove by Rader's house, a black Jeep Cherokee was parked outside. This was strong circumstantial evidence mm-hmm. against him, mm-hmm. but they needed more direct evidence to detain him. Police obtained a warrant to test. A pap smear taken from Radar's oh, daughter. God. A pap daughter. smear t- for DNA. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you don't want that in your soup. Why can't they his just daughter. get his own DNA? They mustn't have his, but they have hers, right? Yeah, but so they get, get a, a warrant to get his. Oh, that's they got a warrant. They got a subpoena to get hers. So they what they're able to do is by testing her DNA, they were able to show a familiar match. Do you know what oh. a pap smear is? I, I know what it is, but I'm saying why. Why are they um, subpoenaing hers? I don't really understand. Familiar with DNA, 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 but I don't understand. But it's only going to be familiar. Just... It's not going to stand up in court I know. I don't know why no. they can't just test his, but okay. Well, no, that would be the, the precursor to then testing yes, his. They're just trying to get a um, warrant. Oh, okay, so right. they, they used, they were able to make a match between the pap smear and the sample from underneath. <laughs> To have us in one sentence is a lot. Too many samples. <laughs> For the right. sample under Vicky's fingernails. <laughs> Too many samples. Oh, I say oh. epithelial. It's like, oh, give to the field. This indicated the kid was closely related to Raider's daughter. Right. And combined with the other evidence was enough for police to arrest him, okay? Oh, thank goodness. So that's how we really? get to that point, yeah. So now we arrive at February 25, 2005 is the day that Dennis Rader, wow. a.k.a. BTK, is arrested. He's arrested while driving near his home in Park City shortly afternoon and when an officer asked Mr Rader, do you know why you're going downtown, he calmly repri- replied, I want to have suspicions why. Everything's great when you're Wichita Police, the Kansas Bureau of Investigation, the FBI and ATF agents search Raiders' home and vehicle seizing evidence including computer equipment, a pair of black pantyhose retrieved from a shed and a cylindrical container. The church he attended at his office at City Hall and the main branch of the Park City Library were also searched. At a press conference the next morning, the Wichita Police Chief Norman Williams announced to great fanfare, like it's so everyone's yeah. quiet. Like seriously, thirty years of terror. You want to know and he's the whole down. room yeah. erupts. Yeah, everybody is so happy. I would be. I'd be so relieved. Yeah, of course. Yeah, imagine all of them. I mean, it's just Awful, incredible. Yeah. At first, he was a little bit quiet, and then once sort of the gates opened, he wouldn't shut up. Really, he just told them. Everything, 30 hours of recorded testimony. He like non-stop? Yep. Yeah, they just, I don't know if it was exactly That's non-stop. That's like a week of The lead interrogator said that they couldn't shut him up once he started. I heard him speak and describe part of it and I chose not to sort of bring it to the table but there's some, um, he's, he tells them the detail of everything, having conversations that he had with the victims and one of them is about that little girl, Josephine, at the very beginning. And she says, you know, what's going to happen? He says, oh, don't worry about it. You're going to be in heaven with the rest of your family by tonight anyway. So, you know, don't sweat it. Oh Isn't God. Just things, are, just, and yeah, no emotion, totally. Never apologises, no empathy, just very matter of fact, like he's talking you through. He's a psychopath. Yeah, though. absolutely. So did he ever want to be um, represented? He was, I think, but that was, I think, someone was... After the case? Because he's, he's just bloody bleeding it all out to... Police. It was interesting because what yeah. happened as a result of him confessing to all these murders, all of a sudden they were trying to work out, not just in Kansas but sort of surrounding states as well, all these unsolved crimes and murders. Was it him? Was it him? You know, had he said this? Mm. He'd confessed it. On March 1, Raiders bail was set at $10 million US dollars. And a public defender was appointed to represent him. Oh, a public mm. defender. Oh, what a shit job. Yeah. It's interesting because it says on May 3, because I've, I've read this, but I think it's got to do with him talking. On May 3, the judge entered not guilty pleas on Raider's behalf as Raider did not speak at his arraignment. However, on June 27, the scheduled trial date, he changed his plea to guilty 
He described the murders in detail and made no apologies. It says, at Raider's August 18 sentencing, victims' families made statements, after which Raider apologised in a rambling 30-minute monologue that the prosecutor likened to an Academy Awards speech. <laughs> his statement his, has been described as an example of often observed phenomenon among psychopaths, their inability to understand the emotional content of language. Yeah. He was mm. sentenced to 10 consecutive life sentences with a minimum of 175 years. At the time, Cam- Canvas, Cam- Kansas didn't have the death penalty at the time of the murders. And um, So when's his 175 years up? And do you think he'll get released? In a box. Mm. No. Is mm. he still in prison? Well, he happened. Remember, this only happened like, what, less than 20 years ago now. He's still in prison, wow. He's, he's possibly yeah. dead, but 175 years, again, what's 2005. the point? Who wants to live forever? Uh, you know, I'm doing a Queen show at the He's moment. currently imprisoned at El Dorado Correctional Facility, which I believe is in Kansas, although it's, it's just up the road. Respect. It's just down the road from us. It's got the um, Victoria's <laughs> smallest, smallest pub. pub. <laughs> what, El Dorado? Yeah, El Dorado. Yeah. Oh, no, it's true. Go. In Victoria. Also, yeah, but not in Kansas. Yeah. yeah. No, you wouldn't want to be imprisoned in not El Dorado. Not in Kansas anymore, Toto. They all have very nice fences <laughs> in El Dorado. That's what stood out to us when we went through there. Mm. Would you like to know what? I'll just finish on one thing, which was an evaluation by um, Massachusetts psychologist oh, Robert I'd Mendoza. I love to. I don't know if, if Robert Mendoza is particularly special. But anyway. Rough old bitch mm. Mendoza. Ruffle Bird well, Mendoza. Massachusetts psychologist Robert Mendoza was hired by Raiders court appointed public defenders to conduct a psychological evaluation to determine if he was insanity based defence might be viable. He conducted an interview. I like it's an interview. I presume there's mm. more than one, but you know. <laughs> after he had pleaded guilty, Mendoza diagnosed Raider with narcissistic, antisocial and obsessive-compulsive personality disorders. I can be like that at different times. He observed that Rita had a grandiose sense of self. He had a grandiose sense of self, a belief that he is special and therefore entitled to special treatment, a pathological need for attention and admiration. I think that's really important. Mm. A preoccupation with maintaining rigid order and structure and a complete lack of empathy. And that, children, is BTK. Dennis Rader. Well, Fine. I must say, kill. I must say that was delightful. Oh, Radio, you've made your point. I must. I, I, I was bloody terrible killer. Isn't that awful? That is. I just when I found this, it was. I know that I've used the word delightful, but I was just tickled by all the turns and the fact oh, that this guy basically story. got himself caught in the end. Yes. Yeah. yeah not yeah. really. But he just couldn't help himself. Wow. Yeah. I'm smarter than you. I'm, you know, I, I, you know, I've got all this, and of course, I. There's a lot of stuff. His his daughter, which I didn't want to say at the outset. His daughter has a book which you can purchase on Amazon called "A Serial Killer's Daughter." I feel sorry for oh. them, the family. Oh. Yeah. And you know what? There's about a million it. and one photographs of her and her dad. Obviously, because she shared them, I think, because there aren't very many. With, I can't find any with she with the son, yeah. but there are none that I can see with the mum. So the mum got an emergency divorce straight away and she said she knew nothing of it. But, you know, it's funny, like I, I did read in one article that there were a couple of things that were done that the mum did kind of turn a bit of a blind eye to. And then somewhere else that was like, divorce. oh, she had absolutely no idea. And I just go, oh, you know. She might have thought it was weird, oh, but she yeah. didn't think he was going out killing people. No. And, and look, Joseph D'Angelo, the original <laughs> Night Stalker, you know, was a bit similar in that he's – Children, his wife had no idea whatsoever 
that he was this monster. It's possible. I, I, I don't blame the family. It's interesting because what I think she's done, I've read a couple of reviews of the book and how people perceived it. So some yeah. people are like, oh, you're incredibly brave to write that and whatever else. And then there's a couple of people that say, I think you're trying to sway the narrative slightly to say, we had such a beautiful, normal childhood. You've co-, you know, And they sort of think, yeah. I think you're trying to paint it in such a positive light that people then, you know, think, oh, you know, don't, don't quite know what happened there. I And she sort of says, you know, I've forgiven my dad. But I've, I've seen like her and she didn't believe it to start with. It sounds like the mum was the first one to go, right, I'm out. It's not okay that she's forgiven her dad. <clears throat> I know forgiveness isn't about you, it's a, sorry, isn't about them, it's about you. So forgiveness is about trying to make your heart better but yes. I, I don't know that he warrants forgiveness and I don't think yeah that's no. something that but I think no, also it's easy it. to forgive someone of a crime that didn't commit against you correct how does it yeah oh so, but if, if it's that horrific and it's that public you know like because I think that there is no doubt that she would have suffered as a result of what he did for sure yeah. subsequently and yeah. it's interesting that she's town. going I've forgiven him. Maybe I've forgiven him for the crime he caused me, but I would prefer if if she was saying, you know what, I could never forgive him. It's it's interesting. I just, it's a very good conversation. I think a child's relationship with their father is like without, if the father's not abusive and none of that comes into their relationship, I think it's quite easy for a child to say, you know, whatever my father has done outside of my relationship, whatever, is because they haven't experienced it, they can say, oh, well, I forgive that or I understand it. But there's one thing that I forgot to say in my last little note, which kind of brought a smile to my face, was when they went to court, he, Raider, was he felt particularly betrayed by the police. He couldn't get past the (laughs) The fact that they had lied to him about the floppy disk. And he said to them in court, how could you have lied to me? How could you lie to me? And the guy said, I was trying to get such integrity. No, they should have said. Because it's our job. They should have said, you you called yourself BTK and you did BTK everyone. I don't have a sentence because I haven't thought that far ahead. I was just trying to get through the story and now I'm feeling my mind's a little fried. I've got one. Please do. Mine's going to be the creation of a new TV show called Factor X. (laughs) Yes, yes. The aim of the contest is to damage BTK in the best way that you can. So, you know, you could think of things like uh, what are those things (gasps) called where you whack them till the lollies come out? Whack a mole. Whack a mole? No, no. you know, no. uh, um, a Mexican. Papineri? Pez. No, 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 no. no. Um, no. Why is it Mexican? Pinata. So yeah, so um, you know, there'll be there'll be times whack a serial killer. That's gonna be the <laughs> So no, I think it could be like, you know, they um come out and they hang him from a string, like he like he would hang a victim, but also not to the point where he's dead. So, you know, they'd have to have a rope around his waist as well around his neck. But then, you know, Daisy from Caroline Springs can come out with her stick that she found in her garden and whack him a few times. And the first one to make him burst open wins. And then Simon Cowell can go, you've got the factor X. And then maybe, you know, the next week it can be something different. 
Daisy anyway, from Caroline Springs. Mm. And then, then it can change. It can change all the time. I don't know why she's from Caroline Springs. Because it's upper class deer park. It's just the first place that came into my mind. Anyone else? I oh yeah, I've got a sentence for him. So Uh-oh. back in the day, back in the day when he starts just being a miscreant, a, right? A miscreant. I don't even know what that word means. It sounds good though. It sounds like you're hurting animals, maybe. You need, <laughs> that's your choice. Yes. When, oh my lord! As I said earlier, Clarky, read more. <laughs> you drunks are you drunks anyway. are tough to deal with. Hang on a minute. I think that's us. I am going to go back to the point in time that I spoke about earlier when you were telling us about how he was abusing animals and being just basically disgusting. So before he gets beyond whatever age it is, I'm going to transform him into a Barbie doll at that point because, like, we're in the 70s, right? Well, no, we're not. We're earlier, but it doesn't matter. And my sister... He's going to hang him from the lemon tree. Oh, yes. <laughs> Cut his hair oh, off yeah. and beat him. Yes. Oh. And he's going to just basically be this plastic red raw Barbie doll. Can he also be like the, the dog's toy? So the dog chews on the Barbie yeah. doll. After a good beating on the lemon tree. Yeah, yeah. And he never gets out from this exoskeleton of plastic of Barbie, but, you know, inside it. Swanee, yes, for your psychological nut punch yeah. moment. He's fully cognizant. He has all of his desires all to the have pain. a. Yeah, and he also wants to have a Barry Numna and he wants to have a. What was the other one? Strangers through the window. And all the other sexual things that he wants to have, but he can't because he's got Barbie's hands and <gasps> more importantly, he has a. General mound, like Barbie. Uh, Barbie, a so general he mound. Yeah, he has no. You know, like in the dolls, they just have a little bit of plastic mound. Is it like a, a general football? mound? Nobody has that. Barbie in does. the world of Barbie, they do. Do you, both, oh. so, do you both know that term? Is that what it says on the back of the box? Well, please, that's a mound. Please don't violate Barbie's general, general mound. mound. <laughs> Is it a? Beaver mound or something play, like that. Or... Play with Barbie all you want, but please don't violate her general mound. <laughs> you can't it's violate just a general it. It's one. hard plastic, right? Fighting for Judy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's become a plastic doll hung off our lemon tree oh. and then at some point he will turn into a dog toy but for, and probably be buried in a rubble pile somewhere, never to be seen again. Yep. But the point is his soul, his consciousness, everything is in that doll. So he, he's trapped in there. Yep. Before he ruins the life of his children and his wife and others, he's just stuck there. And that is my sentence for Mr. Raider. Oh, I like that. There's a couple of things that I've seen just now that I didn't tell you. One was that semen would often be found at the crime scenes, but he didn't have sex with the victims. And then somewhere he said that it was out of respect for his wife. So he'd just masturbate whilst he, after, or as he was killing Out him. of respect oh, for his wife? Really? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. quite respectful then. She wouldn't want to hear that. No. Oh, my God, I'd never read this. He described his preferred masturbation practice as motel parties. He would go oh, to a motel not... room, bind his uh... wrists and ankles and cover his head with a bag. Well, that's not a Barry Nummer or a stranger through the window. That's a motel parties. What is it? You bind your... Bind his wrists and ankles and cover his head with a bag. Well, how do you... How do you how masturbate? Do you I don't know. This well, you, 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 but first of all, you've got to put a bag on first. I don't first. understand how you do those photographs. <laughs> 
And then what I always do <laughs> when I'm having a motel party. I missed that. That was just Tony reiterating how he did it. Oh. Ca- Caroline's gone out in her own. Yeah. I can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm unleashed. I mean, I call it a motel party. I just call it a quiet night in. <laughs> I think he's one of the sickest people we've come across. He used to come up female figures to magazine ads and draw ropes and gags on them. Uh, but those photographs, I don't. I don't understand how he's been able to get himself that bound up and then be able to take the photo of himself. Do you, do you know what I mean? How to get oh, no. out? How to yeah, get out? I don't get exactly. that. Time delay? It doesn't look like a solo pursuit. This whole thing is like a horror movie where someone's made up. I cannot believe this is real life because Assault all the components the when they come together. Yeah. yeah. But actually, I, I haven't seen any of these because I actually thought it would be better to do the story and then because sometimes I get a little bit caught up in what's, you know, fiction and what's, character yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But if you're interested, it does say that there's episode four, season six of Law and Order Special Victims is based on this case. Episode 15 of Criminal Minds is based yeah. on yeah. the Raiders murder. Then there's a couple, oh, you, I think you guys mentioned Mindhunter, which I don't watch any of that stuff, but there was something yeah, We there. did the Criminal Minds. But... Yeah. All right. Mm. I think I saw that. Oh, Criminal Minds. Oh, okay, you saw that. So, yeah, it, I mean, obviously it's been the catalyst for a lot of. Fiction, oddly. Characters. Yeah, and yet it's. Truth the, is it's stranger that, than yeah. fiction. So I don't know. I really don't know. I'm so – I think I would take away any audience that he has because oh, I think yeah. that he really gets off by being able to yeah. share what he's done. Yeah, exactly. If I could cut out the fact that there would be no one to share it with, it was just him and it was left with him, I think that would take some of the appeal, quite a lot actually. I think that what motivates him, and coming back to sort of the – it is the general mound principle that um, Schmidt has mm. introduced, but his sexual sadism is – it's how can I take any sexual um, arousal or satisfaction away from him so that that whole thing just offers you no appeal? General um, Mount and um, I would off. say kitchen gloves. So, you know. Lorena Bobbitt. Oh. Yeah, we could do that too. I don't think I've come up with a particularly strong sentencing and I do apologise, but it is a, he's, he's, he's a very sick individual oh. and mm. I just... Don't know how to. I don't know how to counteract that. Do you know what I mean? When someone's that screwed up, I don't know what to. I don't think any of the things that I'm going to suggest are going to do too much. Well, maybe the sentence for old Dennis, who's still alive, yeah, is that we strip all the photos that we just looked at from Google. Yes, we strip everything he about just can't his find story. Any on him. Yep, you can't find anything on <gasps> him. We, he would love just... that we were doing this, wouldn't he? <laughs> Edit the whole oh. thing out. We've cleansed cut him. It, cut, 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 <laughs> 63 ends after what we're drinking. Sorry, we can't do this because Dick Face cannot be <laughs> celebrating his celebrity any further. The jury will be instructed Sorry about to, that. Short um, episode. <laughs> to ignore everything they've heard up until this point. Yeah, yeah, yes. But seriously, like strip it all away from him. Take everything. Take everything away from all social media, all yeah. media outlets. There's no record of him. Brilliant. There's nothing. Really? I love it. Carla, perfect, also perfect. if you were to cut his nails off um, at about the shoulders, <laughs> yeah. that would help as well, I think. Oh, that would help a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. Thank you very much. Now, Swanee, great story, and I pay you enormous homage for 
going for a massively famous and I hadn't big heard of story. it embarrassingly, I'm sorry to say. I'm sure the whole world's going, oh, Swanee, <laughs> so predictable. But I hadn't no. heard of it. I found it really intriguing. When I came across it, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, the twists and turns. I liked it. That's what we liked about it, yep. And as a result, you told the story in quite a different way than I've heard it before. So well done. Thank you. And, and Clarkie, as always, just read more. <laughs> just kidding. Read my lips, darling. <laughs> I think he's telling me to piss off. Yep. All right. Well, miss you. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine. Or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com, to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.